Hey, what's up Instagram and YouTube? This is Greg coming back at you guys with another video. Today I'm going to be talking about how to grow in the prophetic. It's one thing to be operating in the prophetic and it's a whole other thing to actually grow in it and to cultivate a greater uh, excellence in the realm of the prophetic or uh, the revelatory gifts. Now, first of all, um, now I have a, quite a bit of uh points here that I want to go into and I'm going to cover them very briefly. But one of the most important things in growing in the prophetic begins at this place, the closet, the secret place, intimacy with the Lord. The Lord told Abraham, who was a friend of God, by the way, <clears throat> the Lord says, shall I hide from my servant Abraham what I'm about to do? I believe it's in Psalm 25, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the word of the Lord talks about how he confides in the humble. He confides in those who are meek. He confides in those who whose lives are upright, who are intimate with the Lord. And you can't be living in sin and be intimate with God. Um, so it is imperative, it is paramount that you establish intimacy with God. Not... Uh, seeking to obtain a platform <clears throat> or be the next biggest prophet all of those things are um, incomparable to having a love relationship with the Holy Ghost with Christ with the Father so uh, we have to get our eyes fixed on Jesus first and foremost and then comes ministry so again to restate the first point it's to develop intimacy with God in the secret place not so you can get more words but because you want Jesus for Jesus sake amen um, now secondly I have here to uh, pray to grow in the prophetic so we have no business to gr pray to grow in the prophetic if my desire isn't for God himself y'all understand so I need to make sure that I have that squared away to, to be intimate with God even before I should begin to pray to um, grow in ministry, grow in these gifts. But nonetheless, if my heart is pure before the Lord and I want Him above all, then um, the Scriptures gives us warrant to pray for that. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, <clears throat> Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy covet the spiritual gifts right as the king james version puts it so there is no um uh, prohibition <clears throat> when it comes to desiring to grow in the in the spiritual gifts but it begins in desire but doesn't end in desire and i have three things here that i have listed um in relation to that second point and it's uh number one ask god to strengthen the areas you're most weak in the reason why I put this in, because if you've been operating the prophetic at any length, you'll come to realize <clears throat> that you'll have your strong points and you'll have your weak points. For for example, for me, my strong point are hearing words, and my weaker point is seeing visions. It's not that I don't see visions, but I hear more than I see, and I I, I, I bubble up and hear more than I see. And so 
seen maybe in day visions or night visions, in, in which case night visions are dreams. And those are my two weaker points. Now, the way that I can hope to grow in the prophetic is um, for me to deliberately desire and pray for God to strengthen those areas. <clears throat> because if all I have are hands and have no feet, I limit the strength of my usefulness to that particular area, that particular member. And it's not only, um, the, our growth in the prophetic involves not only hearing and getting accuracy in a particular realm, it's to be useful in all facets, in all domains. Y'all understand? Number two is ask God for words more frequently, accurately, concisely, clearly, and with greater details. You can be accurate, but lack details in the prophetic words. Um, in which case they're very general, you're on point, but they're general. And sometimes that ambiguity or that vagueness or that generality can, the one that you're ministering to can dismiss it, right? Um, you're accurate, you're on point, um, but it was so general that there was lacking specificity. So to ask the Lord for more details and specificity is a way that you can grow therein. Now, obviously, we want to be accurate. <clears throat> and not only accuracy, what good is, well, there's some good, but it would be even better if we get it more often rather than one word every year. When I first started operating the prophetic, I didn't have words as often as I do today. <clears throat> I get words very, uh, very, very frequently. And the amount of accuracy and details that are associated, the specificity um, that are associated with the words that I receive are much more than uh, back in, say, 2015. Uh, number three is prayer in tongues. This is still in relationship to point number two. Um, so when we're coveting, when we're desiring these gifts, when we're praying, these are strategic ways that we can pray in order to grow. Now, the reason why I mentioned tongues is because not only praying verbally in our native tongue in relation to the things that I've just mentioned, but also tongues because we, we want both in order to grow. And the reason why I say tongues is because what fasting from food is to the body, prayer in tongues is to the mind. <clears throat> Let me repeat that again. So when I fast from food... Um, that is to the body what prayer in tongues is to the mind. So when I'm praying in tongues, I'm fasting from my native verbiage, from my native tongue. I am not able to utilize this mind. I'm utilizing um, the gift that God has given me, namely tongues, to pray in the Spirit. And my concentration is in the Spirit. And as I concentrate in the Spirit, that thereby places my mind on idle and it diminishes the volume of my mind. It diminishes my activity in the mind. And, and the more I pray in tongues, the more I live within the domain of the Spirit and thereby gain a more, um, how can I say this, more of a sensitive frequency to the voice of the Spirit. I'm going to be able to hear the Spirit a whole lot more clearly um, because the more you pray in tongues, the volume of your mind diminishes. Now people are going to say, where's that in Scripture? I ain't got time to prove myself to that crowd. I'm speaking to people that are already operating the prophetic or maybe will be operating the prophetic. Number three is fasting. Um, 
I think this is a no-brainer. When you fast, there's a concentrated spirituality. Now, prayer and fasting are like sisters. Uh, they, they're a dynamic duo. So if you want a more concentrated spirituality, um, fasting, will, you will, it will behoove you to fast. Um, okay, because you're, you're, you become hyper-spiritual as you engage in fasts. And your faith increases in that, and we prophesy in proportion to our faith. And so <clears throat> there's that. Number four, I'm going to get through these quickly, is character and fruits. There's a lot of underdeveloped character. Uh, people's gifts are taking them where their character can't keep them. And as a consequence, uh, reproach has been, uh, reproach has marred the prophetic ministry and has uh, marred the name of Christ. The Gentiles blaspheme Christ on the account of people whose characters have been underdeveloped and who are yielding no fruit, and it becomes a prophetic ministry. Um, uh, ministry becomes a mockery. So, you, the way we grow in the prophetic goes in, uh, goes in you, it goes hand in hand with how great our character is. Because what good is it if I've grown in a gift, but I ain't grown in my character and fruit? And so, you don't want to mar the prophetic ministry. You want to you want your life to lend to the idea that it's a valid ministry because there's already many criticisms associated with prophecy and prophetic gifts and um, prophets today already number five is know the word uh, one of the things that um, is is certainly true that prophets typically to be the case more more often than not prophets know what god is saying but don't know what he has said what i mean by that is Many prophets today can tell you what God is saying through the vehicle of dreams or words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecy, so on and so forth. But they don't know what God has said in the past through the vehicle of his word, through the holy scriptures, through the holy writ. And knowing the scriptures will barricade you and safeguard you from goofiness, from weirdness, strange doctrines. And so in order to grow in the prophetic word... Uh, prophetic we need to grow in the final authority which is itself inherently prophetic number six is to submit to a seasoned prophet to learn from a seasoned prophet you, you are who you hang out with and, and so you want someone who has been seasoned in this particular domain who can speak into your life who can take you underneath their wing and show you and model to you what good prophetic ministry looks like and in a day of rebellion and and um, self-appointed people we have too many people who are lacking discipleship they just want the gifts but they don't want to submit to someone learn and glean from someone who has had years ahead of them <laughs> people want to prophesy right but they don't want to have those you know checks and balances and someone to help teach them and you have to stand on the shoulders of some giant sooner or later if you really want to go where God has uh, called you to. Two more points is number seven is purchase books on the prophetic um, by reputable sources. Um, I'm not going to say too much about that. And finally is practice and step out. Uh, eventually you have to step outside the boat. Eventually you got to gather the supply to build the ark. It ain't enough for you to hear the, the ark. If God wants you to prepare the ark, step out. You know, um, in, the, in the world is a good pulpit. 
Give words to strangers. As you go on the drive-thrus, I've had many occasions where I give prophetic words through drive-thrus or cashiers and people at retail stores and just going on my business. And so with that said, um, I hope this video blessed you. If it has, give it a share, share with your friends or family, and God bless.